Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Para Que Sepas. We have kind of an interesting case study going on this week and next week. We're going to be comparing two different stories of people who are statistically in the same category, although that isn't reflected in their stories. We're talking about Generation 1.5 these next couple weeks. So these are people who were born in the United States but are technically first-generation immigrants because their parents came to the United States as either children or adults. So we're going to be kind of comparing these experiences. These two people are from different states. They grew up in different places. One is a woman and one is a man. And we're just going to kind of hear the experience of kind of assimilating into school, getting into education, and see what's different. And that's one of the big goals of this podcast is to show that no two stories are alike. Um, no two stories are really comparable. And that's kind of just my personal attack on overgeneralization. So this particular story is all about um, finding your own path and trying to find a balance between doing what's right for your family and also about doing what's right personally for you, which I think is a quest for everyone. That's a huge part of the human experience just in general is finding your own path and figuring out what your purpose is and how it connects to the people around you. So think about that. Think about how even as people, regardless of circumstances, we may come from different places and have different stories. We can connect to each other on a more human level all the time. So let's get into it. Also, quick PSA. This interview is a little bit quieter and this is part one of this series. So this is our our woman. And next week we will hear from our other guest in comparison. So now let's get into it for real. All right. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Para Que Sepas podcast. We got an interesting topic today. The next two episodes are going to be pretty interesting. We're going to kind of do a bit of a case study with two of my favorite people in the whole world. I wish I could tell you who they were, but that's against the rules. Um, Who are both Generation 1.5. If you don't know what that means, that is someone whose parents are first-generation immigrants, but they were born in the United States, technically, statistically, they're Generation 1. But um, we're going to get into that, why it's 1.5. So, to introduce this person, where were you born? Um, So, I was born... In Riverside, California. Southern California. Perfect. And where's your mom from? My mom is from Mexico City. Where's your dad from? He is from... Hmm. (laughs) Tough. Um, He's from Guanajuato. Okay. Yeah. What about your grandparents? Grandparents? No, they're from... Well... Yeah. Mexico City. And the other ones, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> couldn't tell you. Sorry, I'm little. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. What are some things in your life, and you can kind of speak to maybe the lack thereof, or just certain things, what are things that make you feel Mexican? That's a tough question. Things that make me feel Mexican. Um... No, that's really something I don't think about. I think I feel the most like a Mexican. (laughs) 
don't know if that's the best way to say that. <laughs> um, when I'm with any extended family. Uh, yeah, that's hard to say. It's a hard one. Yeah. Um, do you, like, is that something, like, do you feel like you have a sense of, like, you're a strong, independent Latin woman? Is that even something that you care about? Is that, like, something you're striving for? Does any of that really, like, resonate with you? Honestly, that's not, like, something I super identify with. Whenever I, like, see these, like, strong Latin women, they're just, like, super, um, am I allowed to swear? Sure, I guess. Just, like, super badass, like, <laughs> women that, like, run the streets of, like, Southern California. That's super, like, stereotypical, but that is kind of... Yeah, no, no, no. Not my experience. And I feel like it's unfair for me to say, like, I'm this strong Latin woman, woman, which it's kind of sad, but it's just how I feel. Okay, hopefully this recording keeps going. It's doing crazy things. We'll watch it. Okay, we're going to talk about something a little controversial in the community. What has been your experience and kind of with people making you feel like legitimate in the Latin community and all this with speaking Spanish. Oh, thank you for that <laughs> question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that is huge. I am such a disappointment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Truly, that's what they make you feel like if you don't speak Spanish or if you don't speak Spanish well enough, even being... Um, a lighter skinned Mexican woman. I <laughs> uh, receive a lot more, I guess, discrimination within my own, um, my own people <laughs> than with other people, which kind of goes back to me not feeling like a real Latin woman. Um, it's just because I'm told I'm not, so. Regularly. Yeah. And just for people, did you grow up speaking Spanish in your house? Um, so I think for most people that have parents that just, um, I guess immigrant parents, they grew up watching like telenovelas and like listening to Spanish music and that like totally wasn't how it was in my home, which is super interesting. We never watched like Spanish TV and my mom obviously, um, speaks Spanish mostly to like her siblings and my dad never speaks Spanish, just not out of like embarrassment or anything just that's what it was they grew up most of their lives here in the states so um i really just grew up speaking english at home obviously being able to understand both but i could not speak spanish for the longest longest time but did you ever get the experience to learn spanish i did (laughs) (laughs) i got a little experience to learn spanish um, which was really nice coming back from that being able to like speak to my family members and be like yo what up I can speak Spanish now <laughs> sadly it's not as good anymore <laughs> but um, yeah it's a cool little experience to be able to learn Spanish better than it was previously and just like on your own experience 
um, when you did learn Spanish and you were interacting in other circles different from your own, so not your family, mm-hmm. not your cousins, not an exclusively me- Mexican population, do you feel like they saw you in the same way as your family did, or do you feel like they saw you differently? Do they? Do you feel like they were judging your Spanish, or do you feel like that's maybe just your family because family has higher expectations, or... Yeah, there's, like, a little bit of everything. I definitely experienced some, like, oh, your parents are Mexican and you don't speak Spanish. And I just feel like, yeah, you know, like, that is what it is. But then a lot of people were just, like, really supportive. They're like, oh, my gosh, like, you're learning Spanish. That's so good for you and so awesome that, like, now is the time that you're doing that. But I think the people that judge me the most are my family members. Yep. So this is a really famous phrase, and I think I already know your answer to this, but it's it's for the gente. But the phrase, ni de aquí, ni de allá, which is basically like, you're not from out of the States, but you're not from in the States. Does that resonate with you in any possible way? <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I am so Western. It's crazy no not at all and just for like perspective did your mom slash dad did they come to the united states as babies or did they have to learn english they did learn english Uh, my dad was uh younger than my mom so it was a lot easier for him to learn english but yeah they had to learn (laughs) yeah it's just interesting to see that generational space there's not a lot of space that's the whole point of the 1.5 is that there is not a lot of space um when you guys think and by you guys i mean your family what culture is or what your family's culture is in terms of just mexican heritage what does it look like what is what does your family do Yeah, my family is very, like, non-traditional in a sense. Like, I, we always talk about this as even, and I'm talking extended family. Within my immediate family, it's a lot, lot different. But um, we just, I don't know, make the joke that we're not like everyone else. We have a lot of, like, American influence, mostly because my family's kind of been here for a while, too, even though they're still that, like, first generation it's been years um so for us a lot of like that culture just depends on like surrounded I don't know um so I think a lot of like and I'll just say specifically Mexican because I am Mexican (laughs) that culture depends a lot on the people you surround yourself with and typically I mean, that has a lot to do with your church community. I mean, most Mexicans are Catholics, as most people know that. And my family's not. So we kind of are excluded from that crowd, you know, and we don't drink. So we don't have that drinking culture or that party scene that comes from that. So we kind of had to um, create our own which looks very different than a lot of Mexican-Americans. Um, for us, what that looks like is just like being together, having a good time, 
maybe uh, just playing some sports, <laughs> <laughs> doing the things, eating. It's just, you know, family. But it's not the typical, we're going to drink some Coronas and, like, throw some meat on the... Well, we do that. <laughs> we do. But there's not, like, banda music, like, blasting. Like, a lot of that is just tamed down. So it's very different, I would say. And we're kind of, like, outcasts. <laughs> what it feels like. Yeah, because, um... <clears throat> You didn't stay in California, you kind of, like, stayed there until, like, elementary school, but where you live now, are there other Latinos in the community? Do you guys, like, vibe with them, or are you kind of on your own plane? Yeah, we are on our own, even um, growing up and, like, going to school, I would say I didn't have any, like, friends that were Hispanic or Latin. And, I mean, it's definitely a huge minority um, where I did the rest of my growing up. In California, it was pretty 50-50, so you could surround yourself with that. But, um, no, we kind of were just, like, on our own, doing our own thing. But, like I said, we were kind of, like, outcasted before anyway, so it was fine. No biggie. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. This is in the the distant future, being that we're just some cute young ladies. Mm. But um, <laughs> what do you want to do for your kids? What do you want to do? Do you want to teach them Spanish when they grow up? Do you want to try to like have a come back to culture, or what do you think you want to do? Do you think there's going to be curiosity there? Did you ever have that kind of curiosity, or? What's the vibe? I don't think my curiosity, I'll start with that part. I don't think my curiosity really sparked until I was given the opportunity to learn Spanish and like be immersed more in that culture. So I think after that experience, I definitely thought about my future more and what I wanted that to look like when I have kids and I don't know, I definitely want where they come from and, like, their heritage. I think that is, like, super important. And that's something that was never, like, lost for me growing up. Like, I always knew where I came from and I wasn't, like, ashamed of it. It was just very different than most people. And I think for my kids, I want them to know that as well. When it comes to teaching them Spanish, I don't know if I'll do that. I can't say I will or if I won't, and that just all depends on... A lot of things um but i definitely want them to know who they are it's super important knowing their identity yeah if you married a white man <laughs> this is the nitty-gritty now oh. if you married a white man do you think you'd care more or less the same does that even matter maybe he speaks spanish who is he <laughs> just kidding mm. but <laughs> probably be the same oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you think of a specific we talked about this a little bit um, when talking about Spanish but 
can you think of any specific moments in your life where someone was basically just like you are not Latin enough to do this say this understand this you can think about that one I'm sure there's a few but any standouts this is this is a funny one so um in high school I um briefly dated this <laughs> yeah Hispanic boy <laughs> and I remember one time and this is like a totally funny experience him and like and his friends they're talking about like Spanish music and I was just like I <laughs> like I know um some great indie bands um <laughs> you know just I was not in that conversation and there was one um I think there was one song that I like did know and they were like just so surprised they're like oh my gosh you like know that song I was like yeah I know that song like I'm Mexican whatever I don't know and they're like no you're not I'm like well no like I am they're like no but you're not like you can claim that but you're not like culturally everything about you is no and I I remember I got really upset about that actually broke up with this boy (laughs) (laughs) that was it okay literally well because Hugh just always like make weird little comments like that I mean like you're not like a real Mexican girl like you don't listen to Spanish music like you don't like dress like these I don't know whatever that even means so that's just like a funny little memory that I have and a lot of my memories just stem from that people just being like oh my gosh if you're like Mexican why aren't you like short and brown Um, I don't know (laughs) that is not a question you can answer yeah (laughs) my jeans I don't know (laughs) that's good um in the long run kind of just collecting all those experiences over time how do you feel like that has affected your image or just like your understanding of self is that like I don't know maybe you've taken it in stride but maybe it's some of these things people are so mean some of the things that people say yes. is really just haunt so. for a long time <laughs> yeah like for instance that memory is so stupid I was like what like 15 I don't know like I still think about that um I think for a long time I tried to just like avoid the fact that that was like a part of who I was and I would like forget like oh yeah like I am different um than most people that I'm surrounded with surrounded by um but honestly I don't think it affected me that much like a little bit but really didn't just because that's I don't know yeah it's a different conversation when you just like because for some it's like okay you go to school you're told this you go home you're told this and it just doesn't match up but you did kind of have a safer space to come home to than some other people um what are some of the differences that you've noticed and you probably just noticed this like culturally between like the way your parents grew up and the things that they think are important and the way that you grew up and the things that you think are important just because there's 
cultural difference, there's educational difference, there's location, even like where they grew up. Mm-hmm. Just what are some of those things? What are because there is a I don't want to say a disconnect, but there's a certain disconnect between 1.5 and, and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I think, like, independence and dependence is huge. Like, for me, being independent and doing my own thing and, like, not living at home and just, like, trying to build myself as a person is, like, super important to me and, like, my siblings. We all have just, like, always been that way. But for, like, my parents, they still are kind of attached on that, like, you live with us until, like, you're married um as like progressive as they are (laughs) progressive in like air quotations (laughs) um it's still like super important for them to just like be there like as a family and like who you grow up to be is just like an extension of like what they are or like what the family is but like for me it's super important to just be my own person i think that's a huge thing that i see with a lot of um people in my position as well is like trying to separate from like family but still be like family because as soon as you leave it's kind of you left like you want to get away from us and like not be a part of the family that's not what it is it's just finding your own path that's just like huge totally do you think of any others or that's that's the top at least for me that's the top I said, fortunately, my parents are a little more progressive, <laughs> so <laughs> this is a little different, but that's still a big one. Do you feel, I think we've talked about this in our, our free time, but do you feel the weight of like, and I mean, it's a little bit different for you because citizenship is not on the line, but just kind of the idea of like, if you fail, you are failing so many people who've that weight of you know immigration and things maybe you feel it maybe you don't is that a part of your educational experience or just employment or just kind of the immigrant legacy even though it's shaped differently in your experience do you feel that I do feel that I think I I'm in a position where I'm super privileged, like very, very privileged. And I think about this a lot, like maybe I have too much privilege. I need to like send myself to Mexico and like just um, be humbled a little bit. But yeah, there's a huge pressure to go to school and be like way better than, do way better than I guess my parents were able to do and that's not like putting them down but they did what they were capable of and I think being as privileged as I am I'm capable of a lot more and I need to like measure up to that and do it cool Cool. (laughs) um do you have any last thoughts any last remarks about 
your experience or maybe just things that are unique to you. Shout out to that's some advice. That's some advice. <laughs> um, Alrighty, uh, yeah, I do have some last things, and I think this is kind of, um, maybe just everything that I've been saying, just, like, wrapped up in a little, is just, I guess, just the advice I think I would give for, um, Generation 1.5. It's kind of, like, a confusing generation, because it's, like, what you're saying. Neither, you're, like, not from here, not from there, but, like, you're from here, um, and it's kind of just creating your own destiny. That sounds so cheesy, <laughs> but you kind of do need to like, just take the leap and separate a little bit. <laughs> and I mean, maybe that's just really biased and like, to me, um, but yeah, a lot of the Latin, especially Mexican culture is just like family and staying like true to that and what it is and then you forget that you're like a person too that like you're an individual and you have like your own thoughts and ideals and not like being afraid to speak your truth and not being afraid to like hurt your family (laughs) because you won't um it's just about helping them grow as well and like expanding their culture and no, it creates like just more unity between everyone. And I think like I've seen that especially like with my family and like my parents, like just the more that I've been like, Oh mom, like this is who I am, this is what I'm doing with my life, this is what I'm studying for her to be like, Alright. Like I support that. Like this is what I think. But I'm here for you and it's still hard for me. There's a lot of things that I know if I go to my parents and say they'll be like well we're Mexican that's not the Mexican way like oh but this is like my way the way I'm doing it and like I'm still Mexican and I still like appreciate where I come from but it's just how I'm growing as a person so like not being afraid to be your own person but also still like embrace that part of you as well hope that made sense so that's it for this week's episode of Para Que Sepas. Um, hopefully this kind of opens your, your mind to kind of some of the unique challenges that come from being Generation 1.5. This guest brought up kind of the assimilation factor. And I think we often talk about new immigrants coming to the United States and say, okay, they're going to assimilate to our culture. But to a certain extent, we assimilate to their culture. And within their own families and kids together, they're assimilating to each other all the time. And that is a process and sometimes it's not glamorous and it's really easy in any family to see how independence, a cry for independence may look like rebellion or, or vice versa. And that's just crazy human just to see the way families are put together and how they work. So thank you to this guest. And I hope you think about some of the things that she brought up and put them into comparison for next week's episode coming from a different perspective of Gen 1.5. As usual, though, if you have someone who you feel like fits the bill and you'd like to have them on this podcast in English or Spanish, feel free to email me at sepas 2020 at gmail.com. 
and we will be in contact. Talk to you guys soon.